on this week's episode of The Fizz, I have famed Detroit photographer Rick Aller on the show with me. We discuss the Pistons free agency, NBA free agency, and just everything going on in the NBA. We get a full helping of Frankie Hoops on this show. Before we do that, I touch on the Red Wings' small free agency moves in addition to the Tigers in the All-Star game. And throughout this whole podcast, you're just going to hear me complain about the hangover I had after 4th of July. It was an absolute doozy. But before we get into all of that, I want to tell you guys about an absolutely fantastic product that has put their faith in me, so I've put their faith in them, and I do not regret it. They are called Vapor Fresh, and what Vapor Fresh is is a sports cleaning and deodorizing spray. I use it on my hockey equipment, but since I'm not skating too much until fall, I've been using it on my running shoes, and it works on any sporting equipment you got. The secret to it, which is not really a secret at all, is that they use 100% botanical active ingredients. So it's not going to irritate your skin whatsoever. But I'll tell you guys, it's great for hockey equipment. It's great for your yoga mat and your tennis shoes. You guys need to try this out. And the way you should try this out is you go to Amazon.com, you search Vapor Fresh, pick your guys self out a bottle and use the code Fizz Podcast for twenty percent off. Again, that's Fizz Podcast on Amazon. Buying you guys a bottle of Vapor Fresh. Now, if you guys go do this, I'll uh, double up the ante on you, and I'll send you guys some stickers and some buttons just by going to buy this already fantastic product that we got a discount code for you. So again, it is Vapor Fresh. I love using it on my hockey equipment. It's great for your yoga mat, your tennis shoes, anything you got really. It smells great, and it's it's safe on the skin. So go check them out on Amazon, Vapor Fresh code fizz podcast as always dm me your purchase agreement uh, or purchase confirmation whatever you want to call it and i will send you some stickers and some buttons vapor fresh but now let's get into the fizz all right frank let's do this Talk with straight shots and then pop bottles yeah Flirt with the hood rats then pop models uh-huh. Talk with straight shots and then pop bottles yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of The Fizz. I uh, really appreciate you guys joining me here today. Um, Another sweat box in the garage. I'm telling you, I thought the garage would be a better option than the basement. And right now, I just don't know. It is hot. It's hot as balls out here. Uh, have you ever seen that? Uh, that that uh, what am I trying to say here? That meme where it's like the weather app on. Oh Jesus, I'm butchering this. It's like the weather app on the Apple Apple Weather, and it just says cold as or hot as balls. Balls. That's how hot it is right now. I'm sweating like crazy, but I probably need it. I need to sweat after Fourth of July weekend. You guys, I am getting older and I need to figure it out. I am not 22 or 24 anymore. I am 28 and hangovers hurt like a motherfucker. And I'm sorry to anybody who's out there older than me listening to this saying, kid, you have no fucking idea what you're in for. I can't imagine because sweet Jesus, uh, after three days of day drinking, 
46 white claws and 215 labats and like 25 pulls a crown. Um, I think finally, finally, Wednesday night here, late night in my garage, I'm finally starting to feel back to normal. But oh my God, what a hurricane that hit me over 4th of July. Not mad at it. I love nothing more than that lake life, drinking, cottage bullshit, all that stuff. But man, my body's sore. My brain is sore. And uh, I definitely took some years off my life and some hairs off the top of my head. But hey, what's 4th of July if you don't celebrate like that? Am I right? Am I right? I don't know. There's probably some people out there like, what the fuck? Why don't you just why don't you slow down if you feel that bad for five days? Like, why don't you just drink less? I don't know. Maybe I'm a problem. Maybe I'm addicted. Maybe it's some deeper rooted issue. Not going to try to figure it out right here, right now. But I will tell you, we do have a fantastic show here today. Good friend Rick, who I was drinking with up at the uh, up at a buddy's cottage for 4th of July. Um, he joins me. He is a fantastic Instagram photographer, Detroit photographer, popular on Instagram. His handle is Rick Third, T H I R D. I struggle with spelling the word third. I did it during the interview too, but it's a good interview. You guys are going to stick around for it. I don't have too much on my end. We talk mostly NBA and uh, Pistons, and then we do over under. Um, so you get a full helping of Frankie Hoops today. If your favorite side of me is Frankie Hoops, you get a full helping of it and then some. So I'm just fucking spoon feeding you NBA bullshit uh, till your till your eyes pop out of your head. But um, before we get to that, there are a couple things I want to note. Uh, first off, I want to say congrats to the women's soccer team. That was fun. I didn't watch like pretty much anything. I watched a little bit of the finals. Um, seemed seemed a little sloppy, but hey, whatever. Uh, I heard it was kind of a sloppy game. Looked a little sloppy in my opinion, but the women are world champs. Gotta love that. Um, so congrats to the women's soccer team. In addition, the Red Wings made a few signings. Um, normally over 4th of July weekend is when you'd get like a fun Kenny Holland signing when the Wings were still, you know, big dogs big dogs in the NHL, but now Iserman's just kind of playing it close to the chest. He's doing what he can with what he has, uh, and obviously we're going to trust everything he does. So we bring back Val Philpola. Uh, seemed to be a fan favorite with the ladies. Didn't realize so many people like really liked him. Um, when he was on the wings, you know, 08 team, all that, like, sure, he was cool. I liked him. He did his job. I didn't realize like so many people really, really liked him. Um, like, I just saw a lot of traffic on the interwebs of just like, oh, my God, he's back. Welcome home. Pictures of him with the jersey on. A um, lot, of, lot, of, lot of media for Flip. And, you know, that's, that's great. No idea he was also 35 years old. Didn't know he was that old. Thought he was a little younger. But maybe it's just because that blonde hair and that baby face of his, that, that finished baby face. Um, but in that vein... I posted like a little funny like meme of him, whatever, on my story, and I got a DM, and I'm pretty sure it was from him. So Flip, if you're listening, appreciate you giggling at the photo I posted, um, but he and I requested to follow him, and he has not accepted. Good for him. Pretty positive it's him because the only people who follow him are legit people like the like Jimmy Howards and the the other NHL players of the world. Um, so guys, yeah, if you, if you're hearing bugs, if you're hearing bugs, that's just what this is. This is a, you know, raw podcast. So there's some flies flying around. There's some cicadas going, nothing like a hot Michigan night. Uh, you guys aren't used to, um, but so we got flip and then we got uh Nemeth 
forgot his first name, the Nemeth guy from uh, Colorado. He's the guy that, uh, you know, slammed Larkin's head into the boards and then Mantha broke his hand on his face. Now, I don't think there's really much there. You can see after they fight each other that Mantha kind of taps him on the ass. No big deal. So I don't think there's going to be any locker room issues there. Uh, apparently, he's a pretty damn good penalty killer. So nothing that's going to take us to the cup finals next year, but Iserman knows what he's doing. we got some short contracts. Um, just kind of waiting for some things to expire and some projects to come to fruition. Um, but other than that, that's pretty much all we got on the Red Wings front. Um, as far as NBA free agency goes, absolutely bonkers. It's, the absol it's, it's more fun than the actual season to watch what these guys do in the offseason. It's just such a soap opera, and it's, it's an absolute blast to watch. So that is what the bulk of Rick and I get into during this podcast. And let me tell you guys, it's, it's, it's a good one. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I'm excited for you guys to hear what we have to say. And as far as our other beloved uh, Detroit sports teams go, you know, not much going on on the Lions front. Just really geared up for football season this year. I'm very, very excited. I'm going to be covering the Lions pretty in-depth this year, so very excited for NFL season. The fantasy, the betting, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're a Lions fan, if you're a football fan, you're definitely going to want to get on board with the Fizz starting now as we gear up towards fall. Um, you know, after 4th of July, like, love the warm weather, but man, I am ready to throw on, like, a fucking crew neck sweater and start heating up some, like, cider and captains and, like, roll up the sleeves like quarter of the way and just huck that pig skin around the backyard. You know what I mean? Maybe rustle through some leaves. Nothing like nothing like the start of football season beginning to fall to really rustle my jimmies, if you know what I mean. Yeehaw. All right. We still got some time, Frank. It's the fucking beginning of July, so just calm down. I understand. Uh, MBS, uh, MLB, MLB All-Star Game was last night. Uh, AL wins for, I think, the eighth year in a row, seventh or eighth year in a row. Low-scoring game, took the under, took AL, no big deal. Uh, hit that bet. Shane Green, the only Tigers representative in the house, he did uh, pretty well. Uh, he struck out the side. As I'm looking in my garage right now, I'm realizing it's getting late and I have the lights on and the doors cracked, so all these bugs are flying in here. So this is going to get pretty exciting. Shane Green, sorry, I can't focus on the Tigers without getting distracted by something else, even if I'm talking about him for one second. So let's focus here. Shane Green, nice job, three and out inning in his all-star uh, appearance. He took a picture with J.D. Martinez and Justin Verlander, also with James McCann, who of course, of course, was an all-star the year we get rid of him. Um, guys, I know the Tigers are going through a rebuild, but this is a, this is a goddamn nightmare. I've never seen uh, anything really like this, and I don't see much light at the end of the tunnel. I'm sure there's more in the works than I could ever imagine, but right now it looks like empty promises and hopeless dreams. Um, but good for Shane Green, good showing for the Tigers. Um, probably going to trade you now that you struck out or whatever, got three and out on the All Star game on a national level. So that's just the way she goes. Um, was a little all over the place on that one, guys, but I think you'll forgive me. Let's get into this interview with Rick Aller. Okay, and now I want to welcome on week 28's guest. He is a famed Detroit photographer, Instagrammer. He's on a little bit of a creative hiatus right now, so I wanted to bring him on to see if we could get him to start posting on Instagram again. He's my favorite Detroit photographer. Um, 
His handle's Rick Third, but his name is Rick Aller. Rick, how are we doing today? Yo, yo. It's good to have you. Thanks in, for having me. Absolutely. In the garage. It's it's I thought Pizzo had this the hottest interview, but I think you might have taken the cake. With the humidity, I think it's three thousand degrees. It's it's so hot. We got the garage half open. You can hear the birds chirping if you are annoyed by that, just shut the podcast off because I'm not shutting this garage 100 <laughs> percent um, because we will we will literally die. Possibly we, we will die. Um, but hey, so good to have you on. Took a week off uh, for the Fourth of July, and I was actually hanging out with you up in Lexington, Michigan. Um, and I don't know about you, but I'm I'm still like hungover and kind of shaky from that weekend. Well, to be honest, as a 31 year old adult, yeah, not bouncing back as quickly as I once did. So I was actually going to ask you next thing was, could you tell your age to listeners? Because I'm I'm the ripe age of 28, and and my spring, my hangovers, spring chicken. Yeah, yeah, these hangovers are starting to like really really like fuck me up mentally. I go by the rule on the weekends. I like to go out. And really have beverages one night of the weekend. Yeah. So three nights of Fourth of July day drinking and evening cocktails is not. There's no real remedy to get rid of that hangover the next day. There, there's nothing, and it's it's not even the physical battle that's the worst. It's just the mental gymnastics you're working yourself through. I can feel the dead, dead brain cells. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like feel. I'm shitting them out. <laughs> uh, they are like. Like you drink for that long, like there there was not a time there was not a beer, a claw, or like a, a, a handle of something that we were we were drinking. I completely agree, especially with a little bit of the Beersby action we had going on. The Beersby definitely accelerated the drinking. Did you a bit. win any of the games? Um, I believe I won most of them. I played against you for the first year ever. Yeah, that's tough. I think maybe my age was showing there as well. That was that had to be your your roughest year against against me normally because normally you you do kick i don't want to call anybody out because i'm not that type of guy but it's peter and mike's fault oh wow we're we're calling the the people don't even know who that is but he's blaming his partners for the loss in beersby whatever uh fourth of july was great we're still shaking off the hangover good thing good news now is we'll probably sweat out at least like the last drops of alcohol because this garage is a goddamn sauna yeah honestly okay so hey Let's jump into it. Your now, from my understanding, tell me if I'm wrong. Your favorite league, your favorite sport is basketball, NBA, right? A hundred percent. And I'm first of all so happy that somebody's talking NBA on this podcast because it's about time. It's about time. The idiot who runs this just knows the nothing. most exciting league. Uh, this league, the most exciting off season, without a doubt. I'm, I'm not going to say the most exciting. The, the off-court off shit is like... This can like, turn into us just arguing mm-hmm. if hockey or basketball would be better regular season. Well, I like the sport of hockey more, obviously, but like, there's definitely not that there's not much side show circus antics going on. That's 100% positive, and that's why we do love... We love our NBA. And this NBA offseason was one undoubtedly ages. one for the ages. Absolutely. I, um, I think that a lot of credit needs to go to LeBron and his... Um, kind of ushering in this player empowerment era. And the fact that a guy like Kawhi Leonard can basically, underneath the sheets of everybody, orchestrate this debacle move and get himself to L.A., but not only by himself, but have another team trade arguably their best player, even though Russ is a former MVP, Paul George was in the conversation last year, to pull him away from a team in like six days of free agency is insane it's it's pretty incredible and the way i think i would describe i just keep thinking of Kawhi leonard as as batman 
he just operates in the shadows. Is this something that's been said? Is that known? Like, he is Batman. So it's crazy because as a player that kind of forced out an injury, then, like, forced his way out of San Antonio, then you go to Toronto, and I think the league kind of forgot maybe how good he was at basketball amongst all of his, like, silliness and off the court, him being quiet. And then to win a championship there, be the finals MVP, and then out of nowhere orchestrate this this maneuver, I think it's really changed how everybody thinks about him. He's now like, they call him like the, the greatest hire or gun for hire in <laughs> NBA history. It, it, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, and I don't think like as as Toronto fans, like you're probably bummed he didn't stay, but like you totally rented a guy and got your, your championship. If the Pistons were in that position, I would, I would cancel the team for four years if we would win a championship. Flags hang forever, you know what I mean? Um, so, or banners, banners fly forever. I don't know what the phrase is, but basically once you win a championship, the flying V, yeah, yeah, the flying V. Yeah. We're going back to hockey. Um, okay. So NBA off season's obviously insane. Kawhi goes from Toronto all the way to the clips. Paul George gets traded. Um, Anthony Davis is now in LA as well. And I think that's unbelievable that Kawhi and LeBron are going to be sharing the same stadium because this is the first real player threat i feel like to lebron like lebron's always the biggest athlete in the world for the sure. world not there's no for question sure. about that like he's the most recognizable athlete in, in sports for sure but this is like he like Kawhi is like as as far as best player in the league goes i believe is like now starting to i think if Kawhi was more vocal in regards to the type of person he was throughout the years we would have noticed this rivalry that i think went unnoticed for 10 years yeah there's, there's a fly. Can hear the fly. This, this podcast is fucking raw. We're dying in here. It's raw. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a dead no, body. There's no end credits. It's because we never made it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just think that, like, Le- Kawhi has always had it out for LeBron, and the fact that he basically, like, honey-dicked the Lakers into thinking he was going to cut up. You could say that. Yeah. Like, no, we, we can Okay. Fuck. Um, <laughs> that he just, like, led along the Lakers, and, like, Magic Johnson thought, like, it was a done deal, and then all of a sudden to be like, yeah, no longer am I coming, but... I've assembled arguably a better team, and I'm going to just, instead of walking in and going to the right in Staples Center, I'm going to walk to the left. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to see me. It's unbelievable. And I also think it speaks to, like, if you talk about the, like, uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving situation going to the Nets, everybody thought it was, like, the Knicks in L.A., like, four months ago. Was that, was that like, did people think that, or did, was that just the media? Kevin, Why does everyone always think everyone's going to the Knicks? So Kevin Durant's business manager, Rich Kleiman, I okay. know how you pronounce his name, has been a lifelong Knicks fan. And he hasn't, he said it on several podcasts that I listened to, that, like, it would be super cool if he could bring his only athlete to, like, his hometown. And okay. I think they've always eyed New York. Um, Part of the whole, like, this league situation is, like, some of these all-stars and these multimillionaires want to get invested and be part of these tech companies. And, like, basketball is, like, a small fracture of their – fraction of their, like, overall network when they want to start investing. So I think he always wanted to get to New York. And then when the injury happened, I think Kyrie was just, like, come here to the Nets. So Yeah. Um, The – so – with that going to New York, so so basically like the little brothers exactly. like just won out in, exactly. in, in both major mar- cool. in both in both major markets. Yeah, which is super cool, I think. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, okay, so so is Durant like going to be out 
like pretty much all next year, right? Yeah, I don't think that's he's such gonna, a bummer. I don't think he's going to play next year. Some people think, depending on their position, he could come back, but you could argue if you just looked at like the recent history that he came back maybe too early, and that's yeah. what caused him to get injured. So, yeah. if I was his team, I would just say sit it out for a year. Okay. Um, so who knows ultimately what's going to happen, but it's the most competitive the league's been. Yeah, Maybe so that's like the Heatles. That, that's like that's like when uh like that's exactly what I was thinking. Like I'm more intrigued as a fan because now it's not just like LeBron and Golden State, exactly. and you kind of you can't like you could just you knew who was making it to the finals no matter what. Like the most exciting finals for me was the one that the Cavs came back three to one. Yeah, absolutely. And I was probably rooting for Golden State during then, but like it was amazing to see the Cavs actually come back. And win you could series. say last year that. If you really wanted to, you could say Houston was a viable contender. So if you were really into basketball, you could say there was three teams that were had championship aspirations. This year is more like literally eight, with the possibility of adding nine, depending on how some of the rest of the offseason or early, you know, season transactions. That's cra- that's yeah, that's nuts. my NBA. That's what that's like yeah. what I grew, that's what you know I grew up with. We and if Kawhi would have went to the Lakers, it would not be that. Right, it'd be we'd be back to the we'd be back, we'd be back to, to like, Golden State exactly. Yeah, um, until like they started fighting because LeBron, like you know, whatever. Anyways, let's move on to our Detroit Pistons. The now stones. that the guy might be done mowing his lawn, I don't know if you guys were hearing <laughs> that, but whatever. It's I'm working on the quality, guys. It's hot as fuck in this garage, and my neighbor decided as to Jalen Rose would say, "It's a pop Trump podcast." <laughs> yes, exactly. So, all right, our Detroit Pistons. Biggest offseason move. We got former MVP, Derek Rose. He's wearing number 25. What do you got on the Derek Rose signing two years, 15 mil? It is. Something like that, yeah. So it's a great contract, first of all. Um, just if you start looking at some of the offseason transactions throughout the league in general, like anything that's two years, 15 million is almost like chump change yeah. in, in the NBA yes. these days. Yes. It's, it reminds me a little bit. This is a, maybe a bad comparison, but when we got Allen Iverson all those years back, yes, I was a much younger and maybe more naive basketball fan and didn't really take into consideration the salary dump and all that stuff. But I was super excited to have like AI somebody on the an team, an electric yeah. player. So, not saying Derrick Rose is at that level, but I was actually at a game this year, um, sitting fairly close, and kept saying. My MVP, my MVP, and he actually. You think that's what got him? Our, no, <laughs> definitely no. <laughs> but like he acknowledged our section, and like as he was running on off the court, like he seemed to be very good to our fans, and he yeah. seemed like to be a nice guy. Um, so I was super excited to see him come here. Is it going to transition into any extra wins? We need scores. The Pistons can't score. He shot, I think, fairly decent from three last year, which probably was an aberration. And he's always able to get to the rim. So, do, like, do you think like um, like we'll get sixty games out of him? Like, do you think he's going to play? That's the biggest thing, right? What I think the Pistons, Pistons need to do is just figure out a way to play him sixty-five, seventy. Blake honestly probably needs to be in that same range and have them gear up towards the end of the year. I think we load management. Yeah. We got to work on the low. Well, I mean, Blake had that fucking bionic knee. Well, exactly. And we were a f- maybe not a fifth seed, but we were a sixth seed for sure. For, six, like, the last, for like the last two weeks. Yeah. Before then, the last two weeks. And then weeks. he fell off. And, and, you know, and I think he showed a lot to the city by gutting it out. And I was at one of the playoff games. And, oh, my God. He 
It looked like he had his leg in a cast. It was a joke. Yeah, it was a joke. But like, <laughs> I think he went out there knowing they weren't going to win anything. So all he had but to do I was think like, he wanted to show the city. Yeah, like he's and he like, got a dunk and he looked at the crowd, but they were down like twelve to Milwaukee, and I yes. was like, all right, like I. I mean, Blake's my fucking boy. Me too. Like he's yeah. my favorite NBA player. Like no doubt about it. I can't believe he's here. I tell every day, like I want to tell him, like I'm sorry. Like, also, I'm sorry. I'm shocked because he had not the greatest reputation of being like a team player in LA. He had yeah. A couple of those like. Yeah. Instances with the trainer, I think. I, don't I think he punched the trainer in the no, face. He, he shoved his head in his crotch, I believe. Cool. Yeah. I mean, whatever. So we don't know that whole story. <laughs> yeah. I bet you we hear that story Let's and we're like, this part. We love you, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, though. I guarantee we grab drinks with Blake and he tells that story and we're like, dude, I would have done the same thing. Absolutely. So now that he's here, though, I'm not above like embraced our city in a way that not a lot of maybe athletes from LA would have. Yeah. Maybe his Oklahoma like background helps. He, he said that on like the Pardon My Take podcast. Yeah. He said, um, you know, people were asking me when I got to Detroit, like, how are you going to do it? Like, you're so L.A., you're so L.A. And he's like, yeah, like, I definitely got into, like, some funny TV stuff. Yeah. But he's like, you got to remember, I'm from, like, Oklahoma. Um, like, I'm from Oklahoma. Like, this is, like, fine for me. He's a good guy. I, what I think we need to do is figure out a way to get off of Andre. So, but I mean, 100%. Like, Andre Drummond just seems annoying. He just seems like an annoying guy to have on your team. Speaking about the offseason, I guess we can talk a little bit about Ross Westbrook. That's and, uh, Yeah, that's where I wanted to take it next. Like, for me, novice fan, don't know as much. Mm-hmm. I'm just screaming trade for the fucking guy. Trade whoever we got. If we got Rose, Blake, and Russ, I'd rather just have, like, a firework 42-40 and 40 season than, like, like a non-firework. I'm a huge Russ fan to begin with. Let's go. Just, I think any, whether you're a novice fan or a big fan or not even a fan at all and like other sports, but if you can identify the player on the court that appears, whether it's true or not, to be trying the hardest. Yes. And um, you can argue as like a, a more astute fan that he's not always trying the hardest in the offense when he doesn't have the ball, but the fact that he's all over on the defensive side getting rebounds, some people say hunting stats or not, but... You can just look at the tape and see, like, he cares. He's always snarling. The problem that you have with that is is that in three years he'll be making 47 or whatever, $50 yeah. million dollars a year. But as I flip-flop and argue with myself, the Pistons are inevitably going to be a four through eight seed in the Eastern Conference for the next two or three years. And if we get Russ, I don't really think that changes our trajectory overall. We're probably maybe like three, four, five seed. It just makes it way more it looks fun. It makes it more fun. We're going to get more time on ESPN. Totally. We're going to get more fans in the seat. Totally. Like, we're talking about it right now because it's really fucking exciting. Not to mention, not to mention, the Pistons don't sign big names. They have to They have to rob them. They have to steal them. That's how we got Blake. That's how, I mean, well, besides D. Rose, but he's not the D. Rose of, like, before. The last big, like, important acquisition that we made that actually altered our actual, like, playoff and championship aspirations was Rasheed Wallace. And, and, that, and that was a trade, yeah. too. It's not like he signed no, here. You're, you're exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's no one's getting wooed to come to Detroit, Michigan. They're all going where the beaches are. That's probably why Russ is pushing Miami. He's pushing Miami because... Because it's Miami. Well, his whole fashion side of whatever he yeah, does... Because it's, it's Miami. His brand. Like, yeah. he, he doesn't wear t-shirts and... He's not, he doesn't want, like, Coney dogs, <laughs> no. man. Like, you know what I mean? So we got to just poach that guy. Think of, like... That like Russ Wilson embracing bad boy piston culture. But how if, cool does that sound? That sounds cool. <laughs> that might be the. Here's my issue that we're gonna have though, if we actually put it on paper. 
I don't know if you could keep Andre, but you could say kick him out or not. See ya. That's fine. Release him outright. But then you still have you still have potentially eighty million dollars in salary locked up between Blake and Russ. Yeah. And Russ isn't the most healthy guy either. He's coming up on, a, you know, a thousand games or something along yeah. those lines. He's a small point guard that and I heard a guy, um, one of the talking heads, talk about. He's got a little bit of a Dwayne Wade game in regards to that. He's always on the ground. Yeah, I, he plays hard. He plays super hard. Is that going to yeah. translate into being great in your elder years? Are you going to be able to develop a jump shot and like kind so, of? For me, it's just like unless we're moving Andre, unless we're moving Blake, uh, and we just signed D Rose, which like you know we're not moving him. Like we're just kind of we're not we're not rebuilding and we're not going for it. So if we just got to sit out the next five years anyways, let's just let's just get Russ here and just be on ESPN a lot. The, the question really comes down to I guess Tom Gorris. Um I'm a pretty decent. Pistons fan, I would say, actually a pretty big NBA fan in general. I don't even really know our GM's name right now. Mm-mm, I forget. It's st- st- is it still a, is Steph, it still the intro Steph. guy? Yeah, yeah. So my, my point is, is like Tom Gore seems to sit down and say to his executive team or the head of basketball operations, he's going to chop up some lines and say what? <laughs> say, are we going to go with the Blake Griffin idea of trying to get fans in the seats? We were sold that when they made that transaction. I go to quite a bit of basketball games. There's still 4,000 fans there. Yes. So, like, is Russ going to now make that 15,000 fans? I don't think... If they win some games. If they win games. They'll, but, they'll, if they start off, like, a t- fucking 10-2, and two, people will go. Yeah, but they did that with the Tigers, and then... The Tigers are different, though. They had no one to, like, go watch. That's a good point. Yeah. I just wish... I just want it for I'm, fireworks' sake. I just wish that since the East seems to be so vulnerable right now, yeah, it's just, just such a bummer that... We're like not actually in a real. Think about this. We're talking about a dream situation that, in my opinion, best case scenario gets us three C. Yeah, that's sad. That's it is, but it's. I'll take it right now. I, I will, will take it, especially with the state of Detroit sports. I promise you, you'll see me courtside waving over my. I'll be right jersey. there, hammer drunk. <laughs> I'm wearing a Blake jersey. That's I, for sure. One of my girlfriend's favorite players is Russ, actually. Oh my God! We gotta get Russ. We gotta get Russ. Jesus, I'm screaming. Yeah, we gotta get Russ, man. I want Russ. Um, fuck. I want to get a Blake Griffin, uh, teal jersey. Is that insane? Does that even make any sense? That's dumb, right? I think if you look at my hat right now, I have the whole. whole you have the Grand Hill one, yeah. on, and that's what got me thinking about it. We should get like a. I need a Blake jersey. I'm gonna get it from China. Oh, they gotta sure. save some money. We're saving for a wedding, so Absolutely. I'm gonna get it from China. Save some dough. I need a Blake Griffin jersey, and I don't want the Motor City one. No. No. I, I think I'd get a white piston. Do we think if we go back to the actual like piston horse, yeah, that we win more games? Did you see that hybrid jersey that some guy made? I posted it like on my story. I see or whatever. all of your content, Absolutely. dude. It, it's it's the old horse, but it's red, white, and blue, and it had like Adidas. It's so sweet. It's like what I want them to do. I need to see it. It was like a fan concept. I need to see it. It's flames. Awesome. All right, last question about the pistons that I gotta know because every time I look at everything, like. Everyone hates Reggie. Everyone hates him. Yeah. They hate him. Like, no one likes him. No one's ever defending him. Like, everything, every post on Instagram, every tweet, the first reply is, like, trade Reggie. Yes. So, I have a couple thoughts on Reggie. I think he was maybe overhyped coming here. He was in a kind of a backup role in his old spot and kind of came here with the ability to maybe be a little bit more than he actually was. I also think another factor is... The NBA does have a lot of casual fans, and whether you go to the game or you watch on TV, he gets lost in like just 
another guy in the court situation all okay. the time. And yeah. I've always said, like, if you can't spot the guys that are impacting the game as a casual fan, then you're really not that great at basketball. You're just, like, one of the guys. Mm-hmm. But he acts as if, like, he is the guy. Yeah. He seems I, immature. Have you seen, I'm sure you have, the Blake Griffin thing when Blake was all frustrated? Oh, oh yeah. It's like... It's like, it like perfectly describes... It's all I think about when I think about him. Yeah. And he just seems very immature. And I hate that he's wearing number one. Like, I think that's ridiculous. And I think the organization should have just figured that whole situation. He's yeah. like the third guy to the wear The other issue one. is is that the NBA right now is so guard-friendly. There's shooting guards or combo guards that are, like, controlling the ball or bringing the ball up all the time. You've got you know, like kind of point forwards that are really creating for their team, whether it's like big European guys or like LeBron types or Giannis and things of that nature. And even the guard position is just as deep as it's ever been, in my opinion. It falls off after the top like eight to 10 guys, but they're still impactful, like 10 through 20 point guards. I, he just seems like he's does it. He's not a... Like, how do we not get one of them? Yeah. Yeah. He, I feel like... So he, is D. Rose going to start over him? Or, like, or is I, he a point guard? Or is he a shoot... Like, what is he? I think D. Rose is more of a shooting guard. I just don't know if he's got the uh, the ability to create for others anymore. D. Rose is a herky-jerky basketball player. You know, what I really think they need to do is put Blake, to a certain degree, more in that point-forward role. And they did a little bit towards the end of last season... He needs to get the ball in the like the you know the block and maybe work around him a little bit. I also actually think him and Andre, if they if maybe Casey's second year can do this, if they can really work some like big pick and rolls together. I don't know if we're going too deep into what. No, no, I've I've read that like we want to get Andre's pick and roll game going. You know, I don't really know what that means. I just see his like braces and shit. Uh, I don't even know if he still has it. And he's like and it just his quotes and his sound bites and he just. Everything about him just rubs me the wrong way. So if you go to a game, there's a couple things that you can like quickly identify if you're close enough. Andre has like his buddy that they record music with there every single game. Okay. And he looks like a rapper, super nice guy, see him all the time. Yeah. But it seems as if like checking into the basketball game for Andre is completely secondary. It's an to, inconvenience. Like, yes. To his exactly. rap thing. Exactly. Or or just being a young Guy. It's like it's it's his job. Yeah, like he's going. He's like I have to go to work. Without being such of annoyance or maybe like a bad guy, he reminds me very much of like a Dwight Howard situation where it's like, do you are you being too silly? Are all you the here? Time? Like he's always like lashing out at the fans too. Like not lashing out, but like at responding, which I always think is just so petty. Like you're a millionaire, you're in this position. And you're not even in a big market. Like, you're just in fucking Midwest Michigan. Like, and you make, like just, just you I make so much money. And I it's, I hate to be the guy that talks about how much money you make, but he he's overpaid in the league, unfortunately. You know, Andre, 15 years ago, is not is a perennial all-star, is a big name. He's, the league has changed. In he's a true piston. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like one of the guys. Can't but, have free throws, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. But... <laughs> The fact that, like, the league has changed so much and now it's all about ball movement and shooting a three, it's basically, like, layups and threes control the league. Running, like, a back-down hook shot offense yeah. isn't great. And for him to get a rebound, and some, I don't want to go too deep again, but sometimes when he grabs rebounds, it takes, like, three seconds for him to find the guy. Outlet. Yeah, yeah. And in today's NBA, when most ones, twos, threes, and some fours can grab a rebound either – dribble and push themselves or like the hottest thing you see on sports center is like 
Draymond catching it, a rebound, and throwing it 80 feet up the floor. Yeah. Like, Kevin Love was great. Like, Zion's going to grab the ball and just turn and go. Exactly. Like, or, or you know, um, Giannis. Or, like, the league is that now. And you watch him, and he puts his head down. and He's a big lumbering center. Yeah. Like, right? And in 2019, I just don't know how much value that has there. And I'm glad he signed the contract. And he's probably was worth it at the time. It's just unfortunate that between him and Blake and a couple other bad, like, mid-level guys – a big off-season acquisition ends up being Derrick Rose. Right. Well, and, until we get Westbrook. Until we get Westbrook. It's going to be fucking and sick. get bounced in the first round. No, no. Like, Pistons are going to be fucking sick next year. This is the most excited I've been about Pistons basketball since fucking... Over rip, under how many games? Put since, on wax. Wow. Okay. All right. There's 82 games in an NBA season. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I'm not a fucking stupid. 41 uh, and 41. Okay, wait. So that's... Okay, no. There's I, no outside games. All right. I'm going to say Pistons win... I'm going to say Pistons uh, over 47 and a half. They're going to win, 40, they're going to win 48 games. 48 I'd be, games. I'd be curious to see what Vegas has them at. Um, I bet you they're right at 40. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they're quite a bit lower than that, lower than where you're at. But, yes, for sure. I bet you Vegas has them at 40 and a half. Um, they might be a little bit higher now with this. With D. Rose. With this, no, with the Russ rumors. Vegas is hedging. Um, oh, true. Uh, yeah, I would say. I'm going to say 48. 48 wins for the Pistons. I would say we're a six seed at 44 wins. Okay. I like it. Lock it up. I like it. Good. All right. That was Frankie Hoops uh, talking with uh, Rick Third here about our Detroit Pistons and this league, the NBA free agency. And now, Rick, I'd be so honored if you closed the show with a little over-under. Absolutely. Are you down for it? Okay, great. I've been waiting for this moment since your podcast dropped. Wonderful. Well, here it is. Um, if oh, you wrote them. No, I didn't write them. I think oh, I, Jerry wrote. I think there's been a fa- uh, fundamental misunderstanding from you about the over unders, um, and I want to just clarify. Jerry writes these for me every week. Jerry is the most unreliable. Could, maybe. Do you want to know how unreliable he is? And this is not a bad thing, but he's so unreliable. This is why you're sitting here right now. I'm aware of that. This is shots at Jerry. Yeah. This is this is second time he's bailed on me. Hasn't he also forgotten the over under several times? Um, he has bailed on me a few times and I've had to scramble. Um, let, luckily for me, see, he wrote these seven days ago for last week's oh. and I, and I did not record cause I ended up like drinking. Okay. I drink, I'm drinking, I was drinking with you at the, uh, sure at fourth of July. So these might be dated. I didn't ask him if they were time sensitive. Okay. Um, so whatever, we might get some older stuff, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's either over or underrated. Let's go fat boy. Jerry. Um, we don't know obviously what these are. Fat boy Jerry has sent these in. Rick knows who Jerry is. He dislikes him as much as I do. And LGRW, we are beginning over under number one. Rocket Mortgage PGA event. And then he threw an X at the end. I think that was a typo. Um, I went to this, and I'm going to say underrated. Underrated. Did you go? I did not go. I did hear that Dan Gilbert, um, and hopefully he's resting well right now, had the idea of having this be more of like the Waste Management Invitational. Really? He wants this to be more of a party. No way. That's what I heard. That makes it cooler. Yeah, absolutely. So I would buy low on this stock in hopes that they actually continue on that path and this becomes more of a wilder golf event. Um, Even though I just said like I need to quit drinking like three times at the start of this podcast, I would love that. And I still got bombed at this one and I had a great time and I'm not a big golf guy. And I was yelling things like, you know, get in the hole and yep. oh yeah. And like, you were that guy. I was having a blast. I had a bunch Lost of Lost my debit were... card. Oh, great. Hell yeah. Good times. All right. Uh, so I'm saying underrated. 
I'm saying underrated, and it's eventually going to be super. It's going to be lit. Yeah. yeah. And and hey, big shout out to uh, you know Gilbert for keeping it in Detroit. Absolutely. Could it probably easily went to Oakland Hills. Hundred percent. But it was in the D, and 100%. probably some of those golfers were like, "What the fuck did I sign up for? This is the, kind of a rough area." <laughs> some of the parking lots I saw, like off the lodge, that like where people had to park to get busted in. Yeah. Depending on if you were an out of towner, that's not maybe the Detroit you wanted to show them for their first time. I agree. And did you know there was also like three parking lots being built during it that were supposed to be ready for, like, the f- and they weren't. Was ready. this the PGA Firefest? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they pulled it off. They pulled it off. And the guy who won, like, great story, right? Like he was the sub or whatever that that day of. Oh, I didn't actually catch that. Part. Yeah, apparently, like he was the alternate, and was some really? guy was in it and forgot his clubs. It's a great they story. called him in. And apparently he was like out of golf for like a year or two. I just took golf lessons before this, so that's right. Watch out for me next year. Yeah. Hey, heads up, heads up on the course. Rick Third coming for you. Number two, uh, Rocket Mortgage PGA underrated. Both of us. Number two, big space there, Jerry. Oh my God, spiked seltzer. Uh, this is the most underrated drink in the world. Even though it's held so highly, I still think it's 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 honestly rocked our worlds. I didn't buy any for the last weekend. Bought a bunch of beers up there. Probably drank 30 of those, too. Mm-hmm. Um, big fan. They always come in handy. Yeah. I'm a big fan of, the, uh, what's the new one, the High Noons? The high Noon, that's, yeah, so that's just vodka. That's just a vodka mix. Oh. It's not a spiked seltzer. Trust me, I'm balls deep in this shit. So High Noons Educate are just me. a vodka. Yeah, so High Noons are just like a vodka, like a flavored. So is a spiked seltzer a White Claw? It's, it's a White Claw and a Truly. Okay. And sometimes you might actually see... The name, there's so one called Spike. Maybe I'm more of a high noon guy. Okay. That's, the can looks alike. It's all kind of the same idea, but a Spike Seltzer is actually like like carbonated and like, it's a little different. So I'm going to go overrated. Wow. Uh, unpopular opinion. Just warning you. Like I can hear people yelling at their, their radios right uh, now. Yeah. You suck, dick face. <laughs> uh, this stuff rocks. Rocks our world. My history with White Claw Jerry, actually, I was at his bachelor party. It was like 6,000 degrees. We were in Ann Arbor. We were going to some soccer match um, at the big house. I, trust me, I didn't plan this thing. And the, all the guys were drinking these things, and I thought they were soft and, like, pussy. And sure. I was like, boys, we're drinking beers. All we're doing is drinking beers. So I didn't drink one that whole weekend. Next weekend, they, they had, like, 100 of them. They loved them. I was like, dude, I'm not drinking these. Next weekend, I go on a buddy's boat. He's like, you got to just try one. I had one, and I was so mad I didn't drink these all the weekend. Life changer? Yeah, they were. Spike Seltzer, I think they're underrated. Ricky's wrong and thinks they're overrated. Overrated. Okay. High noons. High noons. Number three, cigars. Oh, man. I'm going to say... I'm going to say cigars are overrated. <laughs> I, completely, I completely agree. Like, like, it's the cool thing to say there is like, no, dude, they're underrated. I love a good fucking Cuban. So I'll admit this on wax. <laughs> I, the last time I had a cigar was with a, a buddy of mine, his dad, and we were out in the boat. And I'm not a cigar smoker, so after a mm-hmm. few drinks, I was going to smoke one with them. And it's the worst feeling in the world when you're like a third of the way through it. And you're like, I don't want to finish this you feel like a cigar yeah i didn't like it and then everyone's talking about how great it is you're like do i i think it's a big ruse i think everyone like lie i think it's a big man lie that like people like cigars i dropped in the water's like oh i'm so sorry i'll buy you more my bad (laughs) yeah Yeah, like i'd rather pay you for this than like have to endure this so i like never like smoked cigars too much and then like a month ago i went to some like charity boxing match 
put on like a blazer, a bunch of old Dagos there, like one of those. And they had like free cigars and like some woman comes up, she's like, oh, like cigar, like everyone I'm with grabs one. I'm a guest at this event. I'm yeah. like, all right, fine. You have to. Have one. Fucking muscle through it, right? Like I've got De Niro yeah. face going on. Like I'm yeah. really like fucking. Fight, I'm really, I'm really I fighting would, it. I wish and, we, should, we should put that video out. <laughs> and uh, and then and then like an hour later, it happens again. And I smoked both of them. The next day, I like felt like I had two cigars for eyeballs. Nope, can't do it. Yeah, they stink. Overrated. 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 They're they're tight. Like if you win a championship and you just like bite them and chew them for a minute. Yeah, but then multi-millionaire and you're on a bus and on a parade. Yeah. Correct. Super. Correct. Okay. Number four, uh, bl- blankets. Wow, Jerry ran out of juice here at number four. Blankets, I'm gonna say, are underrated. Like you, they're pretty, they're pretty great when you're. I I don't know if this is allowed, but I think they're properly rated. Yeah, no, so that's not allowed. That's that's like a big rule. Like, okay. uh, because there's a few, there's been many times where I think things are rated where they need to be, and you have to pick, and you have to pick. And I'm gonna go underrated because of the idea of not having a blanket it sounds ridiculous yeah yep what psychopath just sleeps with no i mean a hot one but you still want to know that you have the option of a blanket you can always even when it's hot i still have a blanket get warmer Hmm? but you can't get colder i think that's science okay so we're both gonna say that blankets are underrated fucking jerry that sucked number five (laughs) confirmation um are you confirmed I'm going to take this in a different direction. Okay, okay. Go ahead, please. Is this like maybe asking for confirmation? Uh, I don't know. In in the work world, I always am asking people to confirm they've received my email. <laughs> okay, okay. No, I like what you're doing. In that this. way, in that way, confirmation is underrated. Yes, for clarity purposes. Yeah, cuz I in need, the I need to know yes. if what I said was confirmed. I I love what you did with this, right? Yeah. Underrated. Um yeah, that's wonderful. You going to go I'm gonna go what I thought and with confirmation, and I'm gonna totally say it's it's overrated. I think this what is this like the Christian Christian like bar mitzvah like you are a man. I think this is when you get you get a name that's fun. That's the best part of confirmation. You get like when you pick a Spanish name. Yeah, uh, I did Patrick. That's that was my confirmation. It was Jesus. That's see, See. that's fun. So that part's underrated, but the whole thing is overrated. I'm going underrated for for, my for work communication purposes. Yeah. I like it. Okay, number six, Harry Potter. I have a, I have a strong opinion on this. Please one. go. Not a popular opinion as well. It's probably fine. Overrated. Okay, yeah. Overrated. She's a billionaire, so, and it's quite possible I just missed the boat because for a long time I just disliked all fantasy and anything that had to do with this stuff. And then the Game of Thrones and Stranger Things came around, and I love it. So, but I'm just, I'm just not going to go back and change my take on Harry Potter. So I, I drew this line in the sand, and I'm just not going to. You know what? Let's box. let's dust this fucking wizard up. I'm going to say he's overrated too. I, I read the first book, didn't read the rest of them. You know why? It's not because I'm not a reader. No, I'm not a reader, and I was like, I don't like to read big books. But that clearly shows I wasn't that interested. Clearly, right? I, I didn't even attempt to. To read it, I don't okay. even think I've seen all the movies. I've actually turned it off on TV for free. Yeah, I've definitely been like, oh, Harry Potter's on. I'm gonna yeah. not I'm gonna watch, watch it. hockey. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do something else. I'm yeah. gonna watch the news. Okay. Um, Harry Potter. Underrated. Overrated. Either or. What? Yeah, overrated. Overrated. Why'd you just do that? I'm excited. We got dusting this wizard up. Number seven, spiders. Uh, I'm gonna. I want to say right off the bat that I prepared an over under that was just far superior to jerry's so i believe jerry it. you're on the hot seat but spiders <laughs> um you should save that and give it for next week's show because you're not supposed to know what they are 
and you know what they are. What if you just want to grill me with some? No, I had the men in black thing. You know, oh, cool. Yeah, I, can, I didn't know you had that. That's what happened to us at the 4th. <laughs> exactly. And you didn't even use it. Get some of those high noons out. Yeah, we drank 50. Okay, spiders are fucking overrated. Like, they're just creepy bugs. I don't, I don't know, know. I don't want to call this back for the audience, but at the 4th of July, there happened to be the largest spider I ever saw on the slip and slide flip cup thing. Did you see that spider? I probably dove right into it. I think it was during our Beersby, but it stopped the whole game. Everybody ran over there. And I'm not exaggerating. It must have been like two and a half inches wide. Yeah. A big boy. So what do you think of that guy? Is he over or underrated? Are you like into it? I'm I'm not into it. No. no, But I just for, it was a very impressive. I could see somebody being like, well, they take care of like the fly population. I don't, like they're just, I don't care. I'm very afraid of spiders. I'm trying to act cool. They are, no. They're creepy. They got eight eyes and eight, how many eyes do they have? 16 eyes, eight legs, something like that? I don't think it's ever been proven. They're both, they're under they're overrated. Alright. Uh Mega the Mega Bus. You ever taken the Mega Bus? No. I have. What's the Mega Bus? The Mega Bus goes from <laughs> Detroit to Chicago for like a cool twenty-eight dollars. Oh, I've I've seen that thing. Underrated. Underrated. Everyone thinks like, oh god, the Mega Bus, the Mega Bus. Dude, this fucking Mega Bus, when I was going back and forth from Chicago like every single weekend, this was definitely the preferred method of travel over the Amtrak. Did it break down? No. Did the Amtrak break down? Yes. Did the Amtrak stop for two hours at a time? Yes. Is the Amtrak seats uncomfortable? Yes. Does the Amtrak stop at Hardee's halfway in between Detroit and Chicago? No. Megabus does. I've never taken either, so I'm going to follow your lead on this one. <laughs> I feel passionately about this. I got one buddy in Chicago I know would feel the same way. Um, it's definitely like, a, like, ew, the Megabus. Like, but if you got to get somewhere cheap, like Chicago to Detroit, like I have, and the Megabus always is on time comfortable seats you smoke a bowl pop in some music while you're on the megabus uh no i do it before Prior. but then you stop at hardy's sneak out go behind the hardy's sounds like a great night out smoke should, another bowl just get on get back on make sure you don't miss the bus Got get it. back on it, megabus was always a just fine experience <laughs> so i'm gonna say it's underrated underrated good one jerry that was a redeemer for me at least number nine yeti i think yeti's underrated they're, they rock i think they're underrated i just I, I don't know. I don't ha- I don't have one. I don't ever find the um, need to spend that much on a cooler. So I don't have the cooler. I don't have the cooler. I have the koozie version. I like that a lot. Like my ice doesn't even melt. In the ice in the koozie? I don't have a like. What do you mean like a koozie? I have koozie. a koozie. Like you know, like like a like a beer sleeve. Yeah. No. I have like a, a, a Yeti version, like a hard metal one version of that. Okay. How does that work? It works great, but I've never been like, oh, I'm going to the barbecue and I'm going to bring my metal koozie with me. And okay. I, I, there's never comes yeah. out of the closet. I, I like have brought a Yeti to like the water and it was like fantastic. What are you talking about? I have like a, like a Rambler thing, like a fucking, oh, like you a, fill it with like a cocktail. Yeah. Oh. And, it, and it like stays cold forever. Or, or, like, if I'm drinking coffee, it stays hot till, like, noon. Okay. I, I use it every single morning. I have uh, well, the other version, the knockoff, probably. Okay. Well, yeah. they're, I think they're great. I'm going to go the other way. Overrated. <laughs> I, think, I think the social media excitement and, like, people taking pictures is, like, ridiculous. It's just a fucking way to cool your drink. Yeah. I, um, I'm still going overrated. Cool. Overrated for Ricky, another wrong one. Yeah, these are underrated because they're great. They keep your beverages cool or hot, depending on what temperature. Overpriced. Great. Anyways, number 10, rest stops. 
I'm gonna, <laughs> Wait, was that a noise he making a restaurant? Yeah, 100%. I'm going to say they're overrated. They're always, like, gross and creepy. And, like, you have to, like, have someone watch the car half the time because you don't know. I disagree again. What, okay, what um, do you like about rest stops? Everything. Oh, tell, please. Oftentimes, I find myself in an area that I would never be in. And I get to witness something at the gas station rest stop. Like what? Like a, a human being that you would never encounter like in the real world. Like a kidnapping in progress? Somebody cutting their toenails out. <laughs> yeah, something, okay. like that. something along those okay. lines. No, okay. And also, okay. I, I like that. As, as somebody who either drives a lot, um, which I do, or go on, goes on road trips or goes up north on the weekends, there's nothing better than a snack stop. And once you get up north and you're stopping at like a rest stop and you got the like the dried meat store, like beef jerky emporium, and then yeah. you have like the gummy candies, and yeah. then, then there's some guy... Like yeah, but we're talking like a state commissioned rest stop. Like probably not a door on all the stalls. Definitely like, no doors. No doors. Uh, it's, you're not flo- like you're not invi- touching the invi- thing to flush. It's invigorating though. You know that much. Uh, it's humbling. No. It's invigorating. Yeah. Okay. I think it's your heart beating like having to go into a strange bathroom with no <laughs> like doors. Like someone's watching. It's, back, it's like back. It's like back in elementary school and they have like doors on the bathrooms. Okay. So it is a thrill. It's a thrill. It's a thrill. It's like watching a horror movie. Okay, I like that. I like where we're at. Let's do a quick recap here. Rocket Mortgage, I'm going to say what I thought, and then you say what you thought. Rocket Mortgage, underrated. Underrated. Spike Seltzer, underrated. Overrated. Cigars, overrated. Overrated. Blankets, underrated. Jerry's an idiot. I concur. Uh, Confirmation, religiously overrated. (laughs) Work-related. Underrated. All right. Uh, Harry Potter, fucking loser. loser. Overrated. Cool fucking scar. Uh, spiders uh, overrated. Definitely stupid. Mega bus underrated. I agree. One of the most underrated items I've ever had during over under. I am the mega bus doesn't get the love. It's so fucking cheap. Okay, uh, Yeti underrated. Overrated. Ricky's wrong. Number ten rest stops overrated. Underrated. Underrated for the thrill you get at <laughs> rest stops. All right. Well, this has been absolutely fantastic. I know. You, I know you wanted to share your over-unders. You're giving them to me next week. Yeah, I also added a little something. So there's half over-unders and half of a game that I call versus. Okay, then then we might just have to bring you back on for versus. If I, I feel like I could do better next time. Okay, so what we're going to get out of this is more posts out of Rick Third. you got to go follow him. Is it just Rick T-H... How do you spell third? T-H-I-R-D. Is that it? Just, yeah, it's just Rick that, Third. That's it. Go follow him. He's got thousands and thousands of followers. He's the best trip photographer. He told me he's going to start posting like crazy again. I just made that up. But, hey, go follow Champagne Athletics on Twitter. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. If you got time, rate the podcast on iTunes. Write a review for me. I just start barking out orders. Here Buy some merch. Buy some merch. Buy some merch. Uh, I would love it. Love all the support. Tell your friends to give it a listen, guys. Hope everyone had a wonderful 4th of July, um, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. I will see you next week. Jerry, Jerry, see you. Jerry, Jerry. Guess who just got back today? Them wild night boys that had been away. Haven't changed, had much to say. But man, I still think them cats are crazy. They were asking if you were around. You was where you could be found I told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy